0: Anytime there's an opportunity for to be encouraged by the Word of God, encourage one another. We have to see it. Um, if we look at it any other way than that. Then what we'll, we'll do is we'll begin to think what we think and what we feel about a particular thing. But if we first start off with the fact that it's a privilege to be here, whenever we're here, we, that'll keep us where we need to be, because um, it can only help us. It most certainly won't hurt us. So we just got to make sure that we understand that and have to keep it where it needs to be. Um, I want to share this really quickly. Uh, we we need to pray for the world. Um, we need to pray for the world. Uh, prior to me coming up here, I, I stopped by the gas station, and, and I won't get into the details of it. But there's some, there are some people in this world that need prayer. Uh, there are some people in this world that need help. And so, hopefully, and prayerfully, what I have the ability to communicate uh, this afternoon is how we also are in need of help, and we have to realize we are getting help through Christ, so that we can help those in the world. Because listen, you all, there are some people who are struggling. Amen. So this afternoon, I'm going to attempt to encourage us by dealing with a few different concepts. I'm not, nothing that I say will be anything new. It's just I'm going to attempt to get us to think about it in a new way. Uh, so it, bear with me, you all, because I've got to get, get to what's in it for me. Um, I've got to get to that. So we're going to deal with about three different concepts. And when you hear me, you can. be like, well, brother, that, that scripture don't match. Y'all just bear with me because it's, there's a point to doing it in that way. So we're going to deal with Some spiritual warfare We're going to deal with that And we're going to deal with some mind renewal And then finally we're going to look at That seeking rewards Or receiving a reward And that's going to bring us to what's in it for me So now y'all just bear with me as I said Because we've got to understand How these work for and against each other And we'll get to that Hebrews 11 and 6 Alright All right. So let's, let's talk about spiritual warfare First and foremost And I, and I, I guarantee you I believe in
1: efficiency,
0: so I won't hold you up a moment. I, I mean that. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. That's all right. I don't need it. So Ephesians 6 and 12. Hopefully you got your Bibles. Finally, be strong in the Lord and in the strength of his might. Put on the full armor of God so that you will be able to stand firm against the schemes of the devil. All right. So now, what we got to understand is we deal with those verses, we deal with passages, and what I've done and what I've found myself doing recently is some of the verses and the passages that we are so familiar with and that we communicate often, I said to myself, what if we took the time to actually understand what those verses and those passages are actually saying, as opposed to just communicating them? Because a lot of the verses that you're going to hear, the passages that you see, we're all going to be very familiar with them, but we're going to take a second to just uncover it and see what's really being said, because hopefully someone will be encouraged and helped out. So, again, for our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the powers, against the world forces of this darkness, against the spiritual forces of wickedness in the heavenly places. So, again, that but against the rulers, that's those principalities and uh, that a different version. It'll be principalities. So we got to understand what that is. When we talk about principalities, that means that the enemy is organized. Right? There's a hierarchy to the way that the enemy operates. So we no good soldier goes into a battle without first understanding the enemy that he must fight. Also, no good soldier goes into a battle without understanding what the battleground is. So now we're going to look at the enemy, and then we're going to look at the battleground. We're going to look at all those different things, and at the end of it, we'll have the ability to communicate what's in it for us, all right? So y'all just bear with me. So what are some of the things that we're contending with? What's the battleground? So when we talk about the enemy, we typically like to think about external forces, but today, we're going to talk about the things that we have to contend with within us. So our own sinful desires, we've got to deal with that. Too many times we have the ability to project sinful desires on others. No, we've got to deal with our own because we're not going to truly have the ability to see what's in for us. Why we worship the way that we do. Why we believe in the God that we believe in. Why we believe in Christ. We're not going to be able to get to any of those things unless we first understand it ourselves. So sinful desires of others. Now, we've got to understand that the enemy is also influencing the sinful desires of others because you've got to deal with the pride of other people. You've got to deal with other people's evil ambitions because that some folks will get over on you to get to where they would like to get to. Amen. you also got to deal with the vengeful spirits of other folks, right? The spirits of revenge in other folks. When you do something to me, I'm going to do it back to you. That's the things that we have to contend with. So now, the reason why I'll continue to say what's in it for us is because for us to have the ability to communicate why we should... Why people should obey the gospel. We have to first communicate and manifest that we're using it in our lives. All right. So that's how that we're going to see it. evil customs and traditions of the world culture. So now we got to understand that the enemy is influencing the culture that we live in, the society that we live in. We could look around. And there's a number of different things that are going on that has the ability to uh, put us in a bad space if we allow it to. But we have to understand what it is that we're doing. We're fighting against an enemy that is ruling in principalities and is not flesh and blood. Now, there may be some flesh and blood, folks, that we got to deal with. But when we deal with this concept, you got to understand that the enemy has his hands in the things that we can't see. So now, when we talk about that, let's go a little bit deeper before we move on. All right, Ephesians 2, verses 1 through 3. And you were dead in your trespasses and sins, in which you formerly walked according to the course of this world according to the prince of the power of the air, of the spirit that is now working in the sons of the disobedience, among them we too all formerly lived in the lust of our flesh, indulging the desires of the flesh and of the mind, and were by nature children of wrath, even as the rest. All right, now, so when we start talking about the prince of the power of the air, what are we saying? What does that even mean? So first off, let's talk about the lusts of our flesh. Right? The lust of our flesh, that means that we're living to gratify the flesh. The things that are rewarding pleasing to the flesh those are the things that we're doing so now the flesh asks the question hey what's in it for me the flesh asked that question and we're going to get to see we're going to see those two natures fighting against one another we'll see it and we'll get to the point of where we can say in hebrews 11 and 6 what's in it for us all right so now desires of the flesh and the mind when we talk about the desires of the flesh and the mind do we know what we're talking about do we know what we're saying that's our will we're talking about will Now we're in a fight against our own wills to do the right thing or to do the things that the flesh wants. That's the battle that we're in. So we have to understand those things. And also, prince of the power of the air. Let me ask this question before we move on. When do we not come in contact with air? And I'm going to let that sit where it is. So now we're going to move on. I told you all, I'm not going to take long. Now, Romans 7, 14 through 20. Most of us, 14, it'll be 14 to 25, most of us in here can quote this passage front, back, side to side. No issues there. But have we ever actually sat down and understood and thought about what this really means? What's in it for us? What is this, what is this really saying to us? So, for we know that the law is spiritual, but I am a flesh, sold into bondage of sin. For what I am doing, I do not understand. For I'm not practicing what I would like to do, but I am doing the very thing I hate. But if I do the very thing I do not want to do, I agree with the law, confessing that the law is good. So now no longer am I the one doing it, but sin dwells in me. For I know that nothing good dwells in me that is in my flesh, for the willing is present in me. I want to do it. The will is there. It's present. But the doing of the good is not. Now I want to do it. But I'm not going to do it. I can't do it. Because there's something else going against the things that I know I'm supposed to do. Y'all, hold on for a second. For I know that nothing, again, verse 19, For the good that I want, I do not do, but I practice the very evil that I do not want. But if I am doing the very thing I do not want, I am no longer the one doing it, but seeing which was in me. Listen, if you understand and unpack this passage, you have to understand the torment in which Paul was writing this. Paul was writing this as a believer. So now when we talk about these things, too many times we put this on the outside world. No, listen, this is for us. This, is, this passage is for us as believers, these are things that we say. So now we've got to understand what's in it for us. Let's keep reading for a little bit. I find in the principle that evil is present in me, the one who wants to do good. For I joyfully concur with the law of good in the inner man, but I see a different law in the members of my body. So listen, I agree with the spirit man in wanting to do the things of the spirit. I agree with those things. I find joy in doing those things. But there's something that's keeping me from doing the right thing. Right. But I see a different law in the members of my body, waging a war against the law of my mind and making me a prisoner of the law of sin, which is in my members. Now, my mind, the things that I've got going on in my mind are manifesting itself in the things that I'm doing with my body. Yeah.
1: Amen.
0: Wretched man that I am. Listen, I want you to see that's an exclamation point. So when you see that, understand that how Paul wrote this. Paul was in torment when he was writing this. And when we read this, we need to feel every bit of that. Wretched man that I am. Because some of us are struggling.
1: Amen.
0: Who will set me free from the body of this death? So now I go back to the point of having the understanding of spiritual warfare. We've got to understand that God made us in a very particular way. He knows the mind. He knows the body, the soul, the spirit, all those things, different things. But you know who else knows it? The enemy. All right? So the enemy knows us better than we know ourselves. Amen. Thanks be to God through Jesus Christ our Lord. So then on the one hand, I myself with mine am serving the law of God, but on the other, with my flesh, the law of sin. So now we're going to continue to work through it. So now before I do this, I want to preface this by saying um, the next concept that I'm, I'm going to talk about, I'm going to do it very, very generally. So um, it, we have, and you'll see what I'm talking about. We, have, we are blessed here to have people who can specifically tell you about the mind and the brain and how it works. So the things that I talk about, if you want to make a spiritual application, I'm your main. But if you have some questions that begin to get a little bit more technical, I will refer you to the professionals that we have here. I just want to make sure that I put that out there. All right. Some of y'all look at me like, what are you talking about?
1: Hold <laughs> on. What are you talking
0: about? All right. The power of the mind. All right. So listen. I asked the question, what's in it for us? So what's in it for me? In the brain. Right? The way that there's a, the brain is designed. Brother Bobby gave a lesson several months ago about the mind, and, and within that lesson, he highlighted how powerful the mind is. And in doing so, he showed that us that the brain and how it compared to the processing speed of some of the fastest computers in the world, right? Supercomputers, if you will. And that's the mind. The way that the mind processes again it. it it measures up to those supercomputers. So, and that's that's how God made us. And we've got to understand first the way that God made us. So, Psalms 139, very quickly, 13, for you formed my inward parts. You wove me in my mother's womb. I will give thanks to you, for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Wonderful are your works, and my soul knows it very well. My frame was not hidden from you when I was made in secret and skillfully wrought in the depths of the earth. Skillfully made. So God made us, God understands how we're made. But a lot of the times, we don't understand, so we can't go out and understand what this Christian walk is about because we don't really understand how we made and what has the ability to hinder us. Amen, amen, All right, so there's a part of the brain that reward, there's a part of the brain, again, I, I, if you've got a technical question, I will refer you very quickly to our professionals, but I want to quickly make this application. There's a part of the brain that consists of a group of structures that make up the reward pathway. All right. That's in our brain, all right? So these are activated whenever we experience something that is rewarding, such as eating a nice tasting food, some overall success we've achieved, or using an addictive drug. That's the brain. All right? So the brain logs these experiences. So what it becomes for us is it becomes a rewarding experience. All right? So now we've got to contend with that. All right? So now we have this is our flesh that we're talking about. So for us to truly understand what's in it for us, we've got to understand what we're contending with. So now... These structures are on the dopamine pathways of the brain. Everybody knows what dopamine is. I don't, yeah. Everybody know what that is. So when we're exposed to a stimulus which is rewarding, the brain responds by releasing an increased amount of dopamine, mm-hmm. the main neurotransmitter associated with rewards and pleasure. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right? Amen. So now, right, when we get to talking about the warring within us, mm-hmm. that's in our mind. I, listen, we are tending with something deep within us. So when we get to talking about I'm doing the things that I know I shouldn't be doing, why am I doing them? How can I be doing these things? Amen. Yeah. That's what we're contending with. Yeah. A lot of us didn't know that that's what we're contending with, so we keep living in that particular way. Yeah. Listen, we got to understand what's in it for us because Christ has freed us from having to contend in that way and continuously be in that revolving door of, man, I'm not going to make it. Man, I'm not going to make it. Now we're getting ready to unrecover. What could hinder us? So we can really see that this life that we live, the faith that we communicate to others is a rewarding faith. All right. So now I use myself as an example. Uh, First off, let me back up. I'm not using myself as an example for this, but drugs such as (laughs) stimulants. Let me me make sure I I communicate. I ain't talking about me that now. So (laughs) I want to make sure we say that. So um, it's associated with emotions which shapes how we feel towards the reward, right? So now what we talked talk about earlier, that's, that's our will. So now we've got our will attached to the way that our brain processes things. Listen, you all, do we understand that we are really fighting in a war that we cannot see? Some of us have been doing this for years and years and not once. I've asked the question, why do I do the things that I do? How Amen. come I'm not doing the things that I'm supposed to do? Amen. Listen. So when we condemn and judge folks for not doing or doing a particular thing, we don't really understand because we don't really understand ourselves. That's why we can't have no compassion. Yes, sir. Amen. That's why we ain't got no compassion because we don't know what they're going through because we don't know what we contend with. Amen. Yes. But I'm going to help Amen. So now, I'm going to use myself. After I work a 12-day stretch, I'll go a 12-day strip stretch with no breaks in between. None. So when I'm done, typically I finish on a Sunday. I'm coming home. When I get off the exit, exit 212, my brain is already, that dopamine is already hitting me. And I'm going to tell you why. Because I've worked hard. Yeah. In my mind, I'm thinking to myself, I deserve a reward. Yeah. I have been around these folks. Yeah. I have had to put up with these people all day. Yes, right. I, I haven't been around my people. I haven't had a chance to worship the way that I want to. I've had to walk over eggshells to not offend folks. Now I, I deserve a reward. Listen, y'all, that's my body telling me that. Amen. That's my body telling me that. Amen. Now, so now I'm getting off the exit, and immediately there is some dopamine triggering and waiting and anticipating that reward. You know what that reward is? So look, on my way home, off Bill Gardner, there's a Dairy Queen. Yes, sir. <laughs> yes, <sir. laughs> my wife will ask me. When I finish that 12-day stretch, she said, you going to dairy queen. I said, you already know I'm going. Because I deserve a reward. I want to listen, I want to treat. So as I'm driving, I go there. And there are times when <laughs> I know I shouldn't be eating it. I know I shouldn't eat it. But you know what? I've already logged it as a pleasurable experience. So guess what I'm going to do? Regardless if I eat it I don't. I'm going to get
1: it. (laughs) I may take
0: it home and put it in the freezer. It may sit for a couple days, but I I had to have it because my brain logged it as a pleasurable experience. Listen to what I'm trying to tell you all. Some of the things that we contend with, we have logged as pleasurable experiences. You may not want to do it, but I ain't in a position to I I don't even understand enough to say, hey, look, man, I don't even know what it is. I don't even know what it is. So now I'm going to use myself. I ain't got no problem with that. So now, to the believer who may be struggling with a particular vice, let's look at it again. I used myself, and I said Dairy Queen, but for some of us, it hits a little bit deeper.
1: Yeah.
0: I've had a long day at work. I'm underpaid. I'm underappreciated. Now I've got to go home and contend with my wife, who is going to highlight my failures, my, my weaknesses. Mm-hmm. Or a or husband, either way, it's interchangeable. I've got to deal with these kids. Who ain't going to give me no break as soon as they see me? The first thing they're going to want to do is ask me about what I'm doing and what I've got to do and ask me a million and one questions, and I won't have any time to decompress. So you know what I'm looking forward to? Now that dopamine is triggering And Now for the person who's struggling with a particular vice, we'll use alcohol. Now what I'm looking forward to is going home and getting a drink. Yes. Okay. Now I know it ain't the right thing to do. Yeah. I know that. But my body and my brain have logged it as a pleasurable experience. I deserve a reward. I deserve a reward for getting up every day, paying these bills, dealing with this woman, dealing with this job. I deserve something. Mm -hmm. That's your body and your mind working together. That's the fight that we're in. But we got to understand. We'll see. it. I don't want to get ahead of myself. Almost. Almost. Y'all almost got me. So now students who study for a test and finally take the test. Right? I don't care what I got. I don't care what I got. I'm done with this test. I deserve a reward. I need something. Listen, I don't care what it is. I don't have to deal with that anyway. So whatever I've used in the past that's been pleasurable to me, that I remember, my brain remembers, that's what I'm going to go back to. Mm -hmm. What's in it for me? Most times when we do things, we do things seeking a reward. Now, whether or not you choose to admit that, that's on you. But that's the truth. Amen. 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 To the husband or wife who has a relationship in turmoil, I need a reward. I need a reward because he or she doesn't appreciate me. He or she doesn't spend time with me. We don't really talk. We don't even hardly look at each other. We're just here, we're roommates. She spend her time upstairs, I spend my time downstairs. We'll say hey every now and then. We're working together for the family, but hey, listen, we just—that's stressful. Mm-hmm. I deserve a reward, mm-hmm. right? So now I don't want to go out and do nothing <clears> outside <without> of my marriage, <throat> but there is someone who has said something to me mm-hmm. that has provided me mm-hmm. with a pleasurable experience.
1: Yeah, man.
0: My brain loved it. Yeah. That one time, that dopamine was released. So now I don't want to go through this, but I deserve a reward for having to put up with yeah. this. I deserve something. Surely there's no issue. All I'm doing is talking, but what we don't realize is there's a fight going within you because what you're saying to yourself is, what's in it for me? I'm going through all this stuff. I'm dealing with all this stuff. I deserve something. I deserve a treat. So again, we've got to understand how that reward works for us. And against us. Alright, so to the male or female who seeks rewards from relationships. I don't care that it's a bad relationship. I know that I'm lonely. Amen. That's all I know, I'm lonely. Amen. And I know that when I even get close to approaching a relationship, it makes me feel better. There's that dopamine. It's logged as a relationship. Now I want to get into it. I know it's wrong. I know I should not be in this relationship. Mm-hmm. But it makes me feel it gives me a reward at least somebody's paying attention to me because oh, yeah. I've just been so lonely. Oh, okay. yeah. Yeah. I'll take anything. I just need something because I'm tired of being alone. No. I need a reward. Mm-hmm. Who wants to be alone? I shouldn't have to put up with this. Yeah, yeah. I put up with too much in my life already. I deserve something. Listen, that's your body and your mind talking to you. Which makes what? Your flesh. What's in it for me? Your flesh is saying to you, what's in it for me? What's in it for me? All right? So now we've looked at how the enemy uses how we're made against us. We understand that God made us. And now we're going to look at how just some simple mind renewal gives us the proper view of how we see good alright talked about that renewal of the mind Romans 12 1 and 2 again these are verses that we always talk about but I just want to give us a new way to think about it. therefore I urge you brethren by the mercies of God to present your bodies a living and holy sacrifice acceptable to God which is your spiritual service and worship and do not be conformed to this world but be transformed by the renewing of your mind so that you may prove that the will of God is that which is good and acceptable and perfect now that means I've got to change the way that I think so now to change the way that I think, I've got to realize that my brain has logged some pre- pleasurable experiences within my body. The things that I've, u- I've used my body in a way that my mind has communicated to me. Hey, look, that feels good. Now I've got to change the way that I think. So now, this is the beauty of all of it, you all. And I'm closing. I'm closing. So this is the beauty of it. So what's in it for us? This is what we're getting ready to get to. So some of us have had a rough week. <laughs> Some of us have had A rough couple of weeks Some of us have had a rough Few weeks A rough month A rough couple of months A rough few months A rough, months, a rough year Some of us have had that So now you've got to understand When you go through those things And you're constantly Constantly on the ground your body, will be, your body and your mind working towards that flesh will begin to ask, well, what's in it for us? What's in it for us? But we've renewed our mind because we just read Romans 12 and 1 and 2. So now let's read 1 Corinthians 15, beginning at verse 15. Now I say this, brethren, that flesh and blood cannot inherit the kingdom of God, nor does the perishable inherit the imperishable. So now what we've got to understand is we can't get wrapped up in what the flesh and blood do because we're not going to take that in heaven with us. So now you've got to begin to ask yourself, wait a minute. I've got to think about the things that are, that are providing me with pleasure in this flesh. Is that going to get me into heaven? Mm-hmm. That'll show up what I'm quickly. Mm-hmm. Yes. Behold, I tell you a mystery. We will not all sleep, but we will, be all, all, we will all be changed. And in a moment, in the twinkling of an eye, at the last trumpet, for the trumpet will sound, and the dead will be raised and perishable, and we will be changed. Mm-hmm. Now, we start, now we're starting to get to the point of, hey, what's in it for us This is what's in it for us. And again, understand that God put having desires for rewards on our hearts. Listen, he made us. So now when it's being used for the flesh, that's not of God, but the way that we desire for rewards, seeking him and the end times, when we understand that salvation is through him, that's a rewarding experience. So now what should be happening is the same way that in the body that triggers that response, we should have the same response. Did you know that your spirit... And your brain can work together too. Your body can have a physiological response to the things that are good in the spirit. So now when you start feeling good, when you start when you hear a word, when you feel rewarded, when you are struggling and going through a particular thing in your life and you are calling out to God, listen, I'm being tempted, I'm being tempted, and you fall asleep and you wake up and you didn't fall into that temptation. That dopamine should sort have of hit you. Because now I feel good. Amen. That I'm logging that now as a pleasurable yes. experience. And it's rewarding. Now I want some more. Yes.
1: amen,
0: But when this perishable will have. Verse 54. But when this perishable will have put on the imperishable. And this mortal will have put on immortality. Then we'll come about the same as written. Death is swallowed up in victory. Hey. Sin. Can be swallowed up in victory. Hey. If we understand what's in us. The sin that's in us. Mm-hmm. Romans 7 that identifies, hey listen I got a problem. Paul is saying I got a problem. This is a problem within me. The things that I want to do. I'm warned. The law of the mind. The law of the faith. What are we going to do? I understand now but if I just renew my mind and seek a pleasurable reward in Christ guess what? Oh death where is your victory? Oh death where is your sting? The sting of death is sin and the power of sin is the law. But thanks be to God who gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Therefore, my beloved brethren, be steadfast immovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, knowing that your toil is not in vain in the Lord. Listen, so I said, some of us done had a rough week. Some of us may be having a rough year. But listen, your hard work is not in vain. God sees you. God wants you to continue to be faithful because listen to what he's going to do for you. He's going to let you know what's in it for you. He's going to give you a reward, but you've got to stay consistent. Alright, Now, Hebrews 11 and 6, as I'm closing. So now, remember that God made us, and I talked about how uh, the desire for reward is built into our hearts and our minds. Again, we have, to under- we have to understand and be okay with communicating that, because a lot of us think it's, think it's immature to want a reward, but it's not. It's not. We have to understand how God wants us to seek that reward. So now, Matthew 25 and 23 says, His Lord said unto him, Well done, good and faithful servant. Thou hast been faithful over a few things. I will make thee ruler over many things. Enter thou into the joy of the Lord. That's talking about the parables of the talents. But I said that because how many of us, when I read that, logged that in your mind as a pleasurable experience? How many of you all, had your body respond to the just the sheer thought of that being said to us. God said, listen, I know you were struggling. I know it was hard for you, but you did good. You were faithful. Look where you are now. How many of us are seeking that? How many of us allow that to drive us? How many of us have logged that as a pleasurable experience? So now you would think that the things of the flesh would begin to diminish because it should be a stronger desire for that pleasure in the Lord. That's a different lesson. That's a completely different lesson. So now Hebrews 11, verse 6, excuse me. And without faith it is impossible to please him, for he who comes to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of those who seek him. Now, we talk about faith all the time, but what we have to understand is that he's going to reward us for our faith. That's why, we, that's why we persevere. That's why we understand. Listen, this person has said something crazy to me now. The flesh would like to be rewarded by telling him where to get off at. Amen.
1: Amen. Amen. Hey, listen.
0: But I have also logged the pleasurable experience, and I want for God to be able to say, you are a good and thankful servant. Amen. That's more pleasurable than Amen. me telling him where to get off at. Amen. Now you see that fight that we go through? Yeah. What side should be winning? the side that you put more emphasis on. Amen. Amen. That's
1: right. Amen.
0: <laughs> by faith, Noah, being warned by God about things not yet seen in reverence prepared in ark for the salvation of his household by which he condemned the world and became an heir of the righteousness which is according to faith. By faith, Abraham, when he was called, obeyed by going out to a place which he was to receive for inheritance and he went out not knowing where he was going. Abraham didn't know, but he was seeking a reward because he believed in the God that could provide it. Mm -hmm. Too many of us have allowed ourselves to get entangled in the things of the flesh. Those are the things that we remember. And the reason why we don't communicate or use our faith more efficiently is because we ain't familiar with it. Mm -hmm. You're going to use what you're familiar with. You're going to seek things that make sense to you. For well, he was looking for the city which has foundations, whose architect and builder is God. By faith, even Sarah herself received the ability to conceive, even beyond the proper time of life, since she considered him faithful who had promised. She laughed. When initially, God said, hey, listen, you, hey, I'm going to bless you. She laughed. She, Come on, there's no way. Right, right. But a renewing of the mind helps her to see that that could be a rewarding experience. But I got to trust him. He's not lying to me. I just have to be faithful and do the things that he asks of me and realize that the fight that I'm in requires for me to have some self-awareness. A lot of us, and I'm saying, I said us, a lot of us in the body are not self-aware. Amen. 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 Therefore, there was born even of one man, and him as good as dead as that, and as many descendants as the stars of heaven in number, and innumerable as the same which which is by the seashore. All these died in faith without listen. Listen, all these died in faith without receiving the promises, but having seen them and having welcomed them from a distance, and having confessed that they were strangers and exiles on the earth. It was more important for them to achieve the godly reward than it was to walk on this earth and right. seek pleasure while we're here. Right, yes. How many of us can do that? How many of us can say that's where we are in our walk? How many of us revert back to those things that? Pleasure that our brains have logged as being pleasurable, or have we logged the Word of God in us, His promises, remembering that Christ died, oh, that victory, oh, death wears your sting. Mm-hmm. Do we believe that? Because that's a pleasurable experience. That to me, when I know that I've overcome a temptation, that's I'm logging it immediately, Amen. and I want it right. So. Now, what's in it for us? And it's closer than you think. It's closer than you think. So now, what we talked about, that mind renewal, I gave a few examples. So, to the believer who may be struggling, notice I said believer. I didn't say addict, right? I said believer. Too many times what we do is we start talking about, when we think about addiction and addicts, we (laughs) disqualify believers. No, believers struggle with that too. Let's be honest about that. So what we do is we kind of try to sidestep. No, no, this is for you too. So to the believer who may be struggling with a particular vice, whatever that is, that long day I've had at work, now what I'm doing is when I renew my mind, now he or she says, you know what, I'm headed home. I'm headed home, and God has blessed me with a family. He has blessed me to go home to people who love me, who want to see me. Now, in my brain, when I think about it, that dopamine begins to hit me, and I'm registering that as a pleasurable experience as opposed to needing something other for the flesh. I'm just very simply renewing our mind. That's all we're doing. That's all we're doing. So to the husband or wife, we talked about that, whose relationship is in turmoil. And they say, I've been putting up with this person, and I just need something. Now, when you renew your mind, what you do is you say, listen, you know what? I know it's hard. I know we're in a rough spot. But God has the ability to reward us for being faithful to him and to one another. Could you imagine what it's going to be like when we get over this? Huh? Amen. Yeah. Amen. Now. My brain is logging that as a pleasurable experience. And I'm thinking of all the things that me and my wife or my husband and I can do. As opposed to somebody else providing me pleasure in the flesh. I don't even think about that no more. If he or she says something to me, it might be the right thing at the right time. But hey, listen. I'm thinking of the pleasures over here that God has given me with my wife. We can work it out. Amen. Amen. So to the male or female who seeks rewards from relationships, so now we gotta understand. Sometimes being lonely is a bad thing. Oh mm-hmm. Now I don't feel good. It may not feel good in that moment, yeah. but listen, that gives you more time with God. Amen. So now when I wake up in the morning, nobody might not be there with me, but guess what? I can always pray to God. Amen. That to me Amen. is a pleasurable experience. That's Amen. rewarding. Amen. My brain remembers that. Listen, I felt good that I prayed to God, and it was just me and Him.
1: Yes.
0: I don't need anybody. So I don't go and get in these relationships to fulfill the need that ain't Amen. met within me. I now find pleasure in Amen. God because he's giving me everything that I need. All I have to do is just remove that mind. You see how powerful that brain is? Yeah. So now what's in it for us? Hopefully we got a little bit out of that. hope. So we have to know the enemy that will fight. And I, it's closer than you think. I left that up there because it's that enemy is closer than you think. We always like to attribute enemy with external things. No, that's within. That's within. Renew your mind. Sometimes, if we renew our mind, our flesh will begin. The desires of the flesh will begin to diminish because now we're seeking that pleasure from God. All we have to do is change what we think about that. Remember the reward that God promised you. He promised it to you. Let that be what you seek. There's nothing wrong with desired rewards. There's nothing wrong with. It. There's nothing wrong with desiring rewards physically, but we've got to understand God provides us with the rewards everlasting. And I'm done, you all. Um, and I trust. So I hope and pray that something was said that helped someone. Um, I was convicted by the word. I I was convicted as well. And and I just want to make sure that we understand. Listen, we can't help anybody unless we first understand how we have to help. So, everything that I said, if you don't don't think that's you, you ain't going to be able to help anyone. So, the gospel that you take out, you might as well go ahead and close your book up. Don't even waste your time. We have to realize our need first. Then we can begin to deal. So, I I hope that something was said that's beneficial. Uh, And you may not have gotten it right now, but I hope and pray that it. Later on in this week, something may trigger you, and you may say, you know what, amen. amen. In that moment. So um, if you're struggling in your life, if you just need a new found way of thinking about things, if you need to log some more pleasurable experiences that God will provide, uh, that's why we're here. We, we, if you're struggling and you need to ask for prayer, by all means, please, that's why we're here. we are here for you. Everybody here needs prayer. Everybody here is struggling and dealing with something. It's just we have to be honest enough with ourselves to realize I'm struggling with that thing. Amen. Romans 7, 14 through 25 is not for us to just read. It's for us to process and understand that that's us. Amen. Paul is saying that as a believer. But in Christ, we have the remedy. In Christ, we have the true reward. So and if you have not obeyed the gospel and you're struggling in your life and you have not made the decision and you are pleasure-seeking those things that have been beneficial in your flesh, Understand that that flesh ain't gonna go into the kingdom. That's not what you're gonna take with you. So you need to understand that today is the day that you have to obey that God, and understand that you can receive a reward that's gonna benefit you far greater than what you do here on this earth. Amen. So we have to understand that. And but can they? You come on up, man. I'm done. So again, pray for one another. Pray for the world. Realize that the world needs prayer, but we can't help world, we can't pray for the world until we first need to understand how we're made and how we're needed. We're made. So, please be final step.
1: Down at the cross
0: where I stand.